the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. KDOW. KDOW. Streaming now on smart speakers and radio.com. The views and opinions expressed by Ron Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Good day. Sort of. Markets are higher by a lot. On one hand, we're reopening the economy. This is looks like it's going to be the week that we kind of marked that in history. Where the world started saying, oh, Australia is going to relax their Social distancing or the United States and some markets and some cities are going to do this and some are they going to do that. It's been a big week of announcements. This may go down in history as the week that, you know, we started, you know, from the lockdown to the opening up. Or it could be the week where we go, holy mackerel, unemployment jumped to 14.7 percent. Yes, we have the unemployment rate, 14.7% because in the last five weeks, non-farm payrolls fell by 20.5 million. 20.5 million in April. Unemployment rate rose to 14.7. Congratulations, America. That's a post-World War II record. Oh, that's not the kind of record that you want. That's boo. That's not good. Economists have been expecting a loss of 21.5 million. We got 20.5 million official. And again, sometimes this is the messed up thing that I hate telling you. You'd be like, well, how many unemployment people? Like, it's easy to count, right? No, it's sometimes done in samples. And if you're the president, you want a favorable reading. You say, hey, we should send our pollsters to. Philly and uh, Boston, stay away from New York. It can get that kind of stupid. But regardless, 14.7% unemployment is a skyrocketing kind of number. Easily smashed post-World War II era records. Um, This was self-imposed on a lot of levels or self-imposed while fighting a virus. 
I loved what someone said yesterday. Was it Elon Musk? Yes. <laughs> I've not liked a lot that he said recently, but he goes, well, this is going to give us a, a good practice run for a, a real bad one one day. I don't disagree with that. But I don't know. I just, you know, you see some things in movies, you're like, ah, that seems far-fetched. And then you see it play out in real life, you're like, oh, boy, I guess we better get ready for a bigger one, right? Historic job loss figures, 14.5, unemployment. Now, we're going to start seeing some of the data come out where it talks about African-Americans and various parts of the city. Like, it's really, really bad in the northeast and the west, but not so bad in the southeast because maybe that's what we're going to learn. Education and health services lost 2.5 million jobs. Professional and businesses lost about 2.1 million workers. The overall unemployment rate for service occupations ballooned from 4% to 27%. So now you know we are a services-oriented economy. Basic premise idea that I want you to run with in your head is that Oh, back 70 years ago, we were manufacturing. Rosie the Riveter was out manufacturing and saving the world. We sent Rosie's job to China or India or Taiwan or Indonesia or Japan, anywhere in Asia that they would manufacture rivets cheaper than we could. Average hourly earnings jumped nearly 8% from a year ago. That's one of the few good things inside a pretty bad number. The female jobless rate jumped from 3.6% to 15%. The Latino rate soared from 6% to almost 19%. And the African-American unemployment rate soared from 67 all the way up to 16.7%. Asian-American sits at 14.5%. Did you ever see the Mel Brooks movie, History of the World? It was kind of farcical. It was kind of raunchy. It was kind of what it was, right? There's a line in the movie where the king says, it's good to be the king. Um, If you have a job right now, you're the king. If you don't, it's not good. Unemployment benefits will be reduced after July 31. Now, you want some good news? Because I'm good news, Rob Black. Shanghai Disneyland tickets sold out on opening day. There's pent-up demand for theme parks. A lot of people who want the V-shaped recovery in the economy, not just the stock market. The Nasdaq's up for the year. I digested that yesterday, and I was like, what's wrong with the world? We could see unemployment jump 14.7%. What an astronomical number. And I can tell you that my portfolio is up for the year, my personal portfolio, because I've got some outweighted positions in tech and growth. That's wrong. There's just something really surreal about that. So while I'm waiting for the earnings to get trounced in the second and third quarter, I'm going to have to ask myself questions. Do I lighten up on what I currently have? Do I sell options? Do I try to ensure what I have? Having lost 30 to 40% in a one-month period, I was like, well, I'm a little less wealthy than I thought. But then waiting 45 days and getting exactly back to where I was and slightly above, I'm like, whoa, that wasn't that bad. So within minutes of opening up tickets for reopening of Shanghai Disneyland on May 11th, Disney sold out. This is going to be interesting to watch. 
The park sees around 80,000 visitors per day, but the government has mandated Disney operate at 30% capacity or about 24,000 visitors. I've started seeing what some of it looks like on theme parks and concerts. So this is another week where we started talking about opening up, but we're also starting to see what it looks like. I found um, Penn National Gaming. They do horse betting, um, a couple other gambling processes in the United States. And one of the interesting things that they said was that with the states and the federal government spending so much money, I think you could probably assume that states are going to welcome our businesses in their, their, their state boundaries. Revenues have fallen off the table due to company due to situations um, in New Jersey. New Jersey is like, let's open up more casinos. DraftKings CEO, which is an interesting investment on the idea that I'm throwing out right now, is that if you believe that the United States federal and state governments spent a ton of money. One of the ways they're going to try to make up for it is taxes. One of the easiest taxes to pass is a uh, casino tax. It's tough to do sales tax on rich people and poor people. That's tough, a sales tax. Everything you consume, you're getting taxed. But you throw it on the gamblers and the smokers and the people who drive dirty, nasty, gross automobile cars and gasoline taxes, you might be on to something. Now, the only problem is I've seen some of the the plans for coming back to casinos. No more than three people play in blackjack at a table. Typically, I think a blackjack table can hold seven. Social distancing, what will it do to us? Will we be okay? But DraftKings is a stock I want to talk a little about, and Bitcoin is a stock that I want to talk a little bit more about, or a cryptocurrency. Bitcoin got a huge investor this week, big time. Good time to negotiate with your credit card companies. They are offering deals left and right on points and such anything you want to talk about we can talk about money investing more you can find me online at rob black show the public show.com or new focus financial.com We're making financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. People I hate right now, people are doing that. I've been tasked with the job of posting 10 of the most influential albums of my life. I hate you. I hate you, people. I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. I don't really care that in excess led to cutting crew, which led to... Dance Monkey. Now I'm I'm pretty sure no one has put Dance Monkey as their favorite album, but it is a catchy pop song. Unemployment rate is going to move higher. So when I've already said that we're at pre-post World War II highs, I'm saying we're at pre-post World War II highs. But some people are going to start getting back to work too. Um, I kind of we. I kind of fear that the people coming back will be slower than the next round of layoffs in September and October as we get a little bit further into this crisis and as it eats away at profits. Unemployment rate can easily go to 20%. 
um, just with what's in store. That's if there's no other big hiccup. U.S. cryptocurrency investor sues the suburban New York City teen for $71 million over an alleged swindle. I know you can't make up headlines like that. Now, if a 17-year-old New York City teen rips me out of $71.4 million, I might just let it go so I could save a little bit of face. Just between me and you, that doesn't make him look good. Penn National Gaming, remember how I told you the CEO talked about what gambling is going to look like? You can invest in a casino. And I say, why not? Because I don't have a soul and I don't have a conscience. But if you do, you may say, I don't want to own guns. I don't want to own missiles. I want to own companies that, that have as many females on the board of executives as men. Like, I get it. We're all entitled. I don't own any outright casinos, but I get the concept of it. Um, Penn National Gaming CEO said seating at table games is going to be limited. Expect slot machines to be spaced apart. <laughs> Real money betting in Pennsylvania showed a 60% growth this quarter. The company could benefit from growth in online gaming as well. Um, And they're looking at May, early June to reopen casinos. Okay. I'm with you. Roku on their conference call said the pandemic is accelerating shift to streaming. Dramatic increases in account growth rates. Active accounts grew roughly 30% in April. They're expecting less advertising revenues than the original guidance. Huh. Wait, wait. I get the pandemic accelerated shift to streaming. Good. Dramatic increases in account growth rates. Good. Active accounts grew 30%. Good. They're expecting less advertising revenues than original guidance. What? Um... That's kind of weird. I don't own Roku, and I get that it's a streaming play. And I get that the next year we'll continue to see people decouple away from cable and go to streaming. I have Rokus. I like Rokus. They're fine. This could be their their almost peak. The number of people sitting at home, because now we're starting to talk about people going back to work. May and June. This could be the as good as it gets for Rokuda. Say, this is our moment. We've hit the perfection. We've hit Nirvana. We have a combination of people hating cable companies for years and years and years. Millennials knowing how to operate TVs and phones and tablets, just like TVs, for years and years and years. And then you get a pandemic that sends everyone home where they're watching more and more content. This could be as, as good as it gets for Roku. What they'll have left at this growth rate is maybe some people as they get back to work going to um, Best Buy and going, you know, you know, uh, when we were at home, it would have been nice to have two or three of these because uh, then I could have watched the TV in the back room. So they'll get something going into the holiday season. But the, if you're telling me your advertising revenue is lower than expected at this point, you kind of lost me a little bit. Fed President Tom Barkin out of Richmond. He sees a slow comeback on the consumer side because most people will still be cautious. I'm giving you good content. He expects the economic data to get better from here, mid-second quarter. This guy is a regional banker in Richmond, Virginia. It's a big district of the South. Once the capital of the Confederate States, run by Jeb Davis. Right? Jeb Davis, does that sound right? Um, I know you're saying... Can you pull any more Civil War history and not offend anyone, please? No. 
Although it does remind me of a Randy Foster song, Nobody Wins, We Both Lose. The war is most sorrowful. But anyway, okay, so the stimulus money for small businesses going out, so says the Fed president, um, Tom Barkin. That's good to know. He said the Fed's not considering negative interest rates. That started getting out there yesterday. Negative interest rates are just bad for the U.S. dollar and bad for our credibility. I don't think it would ruin us, but it would ruin the amount of money that we've lent to the world and said, we'll pay you back. The United States since World War II, and I'm, I'm going to sound like Captain America here, is we pay our debts. We don't say, oh, by the way, China, you own a lot of our debt and we don't like you. So we're not going to give you your 1% or 2% on our treasuries. Whatever we promise you, we're not going to do it. We don't like you. We pay our debts. So when we issue bonds to fund, fund things like bailouts, we pay our debts. So the Fed res- president, Tom Barkins, also said he sees a slow comeback on the consumer side because most people will still be cautious. I kind of feel that. So will we be cautious on Apple phones? No. Will we be cautious on Facebook? No. Will advertisers figure out what to link to us? Maybe. Zillow beat by eight cents beat on revenue guidance. Boy, they're an interesting company to look at now because not only do they uh, have premier agent revenue grown 11%, not only do they have um, segment revenue, but they also went out and started buying homes. I know you're saying, Zillow, aren't they the place that can kind of vaguely tell me roughly what my house is worth and kind of predict where it's going in the future based on what other people in my neighborhood are buying and selling square footage for? Yeah, that same company. They've actually gotten into the business in the last couple of years of buying homes and having inventory. That's a little bit scary at a time like this. But you know what's positive in a time like this? Psychology. And when I look around, I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to make it to retirement on my own. I need to stimulate my retirement. I don't think I'm going to do it on income alone. So I'm going to save more money and invest. So psychologically, I don't think I can do it without some sort of saving component. I'm not going to play the lottery. You see the people at the grocery stores who are like, I'm playing the lottery. I'll take 10 scratch-offs. I'll take 10 scratch-offs. And then that's their retirement plan. My retirement plan is I better hope this investing thing works out and I go with data. Last 100 years, the market's gone up. So psychologically, that's going to play into my favor. Right now, one of the things out there is investors are fearing missing out. They don't want to see a down market and not get in on it. They don't want to see the, the new all-time highs and go, oh, I wasn't in on that. So there's a psychological thing, which is a good sign. I don't want you to put too much into it. I want you to build like a little comfort level here and a little comfort level there, and then eventually you'll feel all hugs and smiles after you get like 10 or 11 data points that you're good with. Geico, my car insurance company, gave me 15% credit. How sweet is that? That made me think everyone should call their car insurance company and say, I'm driving less. Can I get a credit? Save yourself some money. Do yourself a favor. I'm Rob Black. Check me out at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Your comments and questions are always welcome. 
Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing more. I saw that the NFL announced their schedule yesterday. They said we will adjust accordingly, but they got some preseason games in there. They got the home games. They have the divisional games. They've got the setup. A couple quirks here and there, but they said we will adjust as need be. If you tell us we could only have 10 fans in the stadium, we'll figure that out. If you tell us we could have 100% fans in the stadiums, we'll figure that out. It seems to be kind of like a great hope for us to look at and go, because I saw the ticket companies. Started saying, hey, you want to get tickets to the first Raiders game? Hey, you want to get tickets for the 49ers game? Hey, you want to get tickets to the Super Bowl? So that industry either has blinders on. Maybe that's the best thing to have right now. Let's bring in Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. It has been an interesting time in the last two months in the stock markets. Most uh, compelling is what's happened in the bond markets. doesn't make us for good radio as it does for stock markets tumbling, stumbling, bumbling. Um, but the 10-year treasury going to under 1%. We haven't heard a lot from you in the last month. I know you've been busy. Give us a little bit of an update on what you've been up to, Mr. Mendez. Um, good morning. So uh, you hit it right on the nose. Is, uh, you know There is turmoil in the stock market, but the, the real estate market has kind of benefited in the sense of, of mortgage rates, uh, purely because of the 10-year bond and you know, just the, the, the cheap money right now. And it's created a lot of demand in real estate, but there's not a lot of inventory. Plus, there's some hurdles that have been created through, you know, the you know the lockdowns and and the way to do business in the real estate market. Um, so there's some, been some changes and some guidelines in the way that Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac have been doing business and putting some restrictions on on uh, like cash out loans and low credit scores. So so right now it's kind of like the haves and have nots. If you can actually qualify, you can get some of the best rates that are in the market right now. And it, it, that is kind of incentivizing um, purchases right now. We did see a big slump in applications across the board uh, in purchases and refinances, and that's picked up significantly over the last few weeks as people are realizing that mortgage business is not dead and real estate's not dead as real estate companies and um are adapting to doing business in this kind of environment. So people can still get mortgages at low rates. I've heard from you recently that you're staying really busy, all things considered. Um, you are seeing transactions. It's, it's something you're like viably seeing because I'm on lockdown. I'm seeing kids. <laughs> I'm not seeing much else. I'm seeing a lot of Netflix. I'm not seeing a lot of transactions in business. And uh, just curious on what you're seeing in the, in the foot traffic, so to speak. Well, the foot traffic in refinances is definitely there. People are seeing the low rates. Refis. Um, you know, and I think some people were intimidated at first because not all lenders were, were offering these low rates. There were, we've, we saw some spread differences between one lender and another of up to one point for the same transaction. So it was really frustrating, I, I think, at the beginning for people to figure out where to go. Uh, if they landed at a broker, they probably had a better chance because they used several different lenders and they could figure out which one had the best uh, rate and scenario and guidelines for that borrower. 
Um, now it's spread into the jumbo market. Uh, who has jumbos? Because they're still there and the rates are decent, but who has them? Who has the non-qualified mortgage arena right now? And how do you qualify? They've lowered a lot of their uh, guidelines for loan-to-value. Their credit scores have gone up. Um, the amount of cash out you can, you know, is going to really hurt your your rate. So it depends on. That's the most frustrating part about the business is where to go to get your mortgage. But they are out there if you want them. Sounds good. Is anything else that we need to know? I hear from you. Refis are doing well. New purchases a little bit on the weak side. Um, anything else? Well, I mean, I'd like to encourage people to, to, to continue looking for houses. If they find the, my philosophy is always, if you find the right house, you are going to want to, you're going to find a way to buy it. The market is there. Um, at the finance housing, um, sorry, the federal housing finance agency has extended their, um, their guidelines on, uh, you know, uh, appraisal, uh, exterior appraisals, uh, flexibility for borrowers to provide documentation, things like that. So this round of kind of the mortgage and real estate crisis, we, we were a little wiser this time. And the, the, the agencies that have their hand in this are working faster. So it's out there, and I would not be discouraged. Thanks very much. Tony's done most of my mortgages in the last 25-plus years. He can do your mortgage. He's pretty smart. He's pretty insightful. He is – Detail-oriented, now is a good time to know where you stand, refi, and or new home purchase. Contact Tony Mendez at BayAreaLoanSource.com. That's BayAreaLoanSource.com. Thanks, Tony. Um, lower livestock prices are in the news. It's something I've been bringing up for the last two weeks. If you want your bacon, go get your bacon now. You can freeze bacon. Like There could be a possible shortage of beef and pork. It's funny because now when I do my Instacart, I'm like, I wonder who I'm going to have delivered to be. And I'm like, let's do beef and pork just in case. There's a lean year where I can't eat. Um, so there's a stockpile mentality, right? When you hear Rob Black say, watch out, bacon and, and, and hamburger may go the way of the dodo bird for a little while or may get disrupted. Price volatility has been huge. For feeder cattle, they cost 132.75 cents a pound. I know you're saying, are you talking commodity futures for me right now? I know, I know. It's sexy, right? Um, they've lost 15% of value after posting four consecutive months of decline. They trade about 6% higher month to date. Lean hogs, which who wants a fat pig, right? You want a lean hog. I know you're saying that's the funniest thing you've said in a month. Lean hogs um, are running about 65 cents a pound, and they're 8% lower this year. So when you start doing the math and you go to the store and you're like, I'll take a rack of baby back ribs or I'll take a slab of bacon, you can kind of see where the, the profits are. Trump has issued an executive order for meat processing plants to remain open after Tyson Foods and Smithfield Foods both announced closures at facilities this week. How long does it take to disrupt us? I don't have an answer. But I can tell you that there's a sign out there that Wendy's has stopped selling hamburger. They'll still sell chicken, but no burger. So Geico contacted me this week and they said, here's $150 back because we know you're not driving as much. Thanks for your business. I think everyone should contact their credit card company because my, uh, my Hilton's card, uh, they contacted me and said, hey, 
we know that we used to never say that you can actually use uh, your your card uh, at grocery stores for anything but one percent. That's that's P, and I know that's the only reason you've been using it for hotels. So they said, "Hey, we'll give you five percent, five times your your Hilton points." I'm a real or nine times your Hilton points. Like woohoo! Um, I'll take that. Um, you can earn base points. So using your point or using your card at a grocery store versus using it at hotels counts as base points. Now I don't know how to explain that other than to say they've broadened it, and you can now get um, you know tier level status points, base points for things that are non-typical. They're making it easier for you to stick with them. Restaurants in your local neighborhood, and they'll figure out what your local neighborhood is, now qualify for the $250 Hilton Resort Statement Credit Benefit, which when you get the card, you're like, well, it's $450. But if you go to one hotel and you get the one night free, it kind of pays for itself. And they're now saying you could use that Hilton Food Resort Credit at any of your local restaurants. And I'm like, that's good PR. Bitcoin futures crossed 10,000. Legendary hedge fund manager Paul Tudor Jones. And if he sounds like an old stodgy white guy, it's because he's an old stodgy white guy. Did I throw in rich and Wall Street? He's an old stodgy white rich white guy. <laughs> Paul Tudor Jones. Um, old school, old school financial type. Um, he said Bitcoin's up 37% this year, and I, I like it as a better play on hyperinflation from $3 trillion stimulus out of the United States. And I've started seeing some of the stimulus plans hit in foreign markets like the UK. They're big. They're not $3 trillion big. But he's one of those people that thinks inflation's coming, and if he does, and if he's right, he thinks, cha-cha-cha, I'm going to be in Bitcoin. I don't disagree with him. Bitcoin's not my thing, though. DraftKings is a stock you could buy for $11. Right now, there's no baseball. There's no NBA. There's no NHL. There's no golf. There's no college sports. There's nothing that you can gamble on at DraftKings except for maybe ping pong. What a nightmare. If your business is, it needs the NBA. Will LeBron score 50 points tonight? Will Rob Black strike out 15 people in Major League Baseball? Will the NHL, who will win the Stanley Cup? Those are things that people bet on, right? And they're saying this is the best time to bet on us when it's a nightmare for our business because do you think the NBA and the MLB and the NHL and the NFL and golf are going to stay shut down forever? And they too are hinting at like, hey, when states come back on and they're begging us for money, you know, they're going to say, hey, you can gamble as much as you want, ladies and gentlemen. Lose your own money. Just pay your taxes. Anyhow, and anyway, Disney Plus has more streaming users than the total population of Canada. There's your stat of the day. <laughs> I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Find me at newfocusfinancial.com or Rob Black Show. You can find Tony Mendez at bayarealonesource.com. Ourselves. 
visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Ron Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. If you have any questions, you can always call in the show. I try to get to them as fast as I can, so you won't be on hold too, too long. Um, just don't be shy. I think that's the number one thing I could keep telling you with your money is is not be assertive. But don't sit there and be passive and just let things happen. Um, if you've made a mistake in your portfolio, there's always time to fix it until there's not time to fix it. So fix it. This recent correction quickly turned into a lot worse than that. Quickly turned into a bear market. Hopefully you didn't get too emotional. I know it happened fast. I know it's unsettling. But you see how people could have made a mistake and gone to cash. Back in 2008, when the market really bellied up 50, 60% from all time highs, I know people that went to cash at down 50%. It wasn't a good idea at down 30. It wasn't a good idea at down 40. It wasn't a good idea at down 50. Their growth portfolio got too overexposed down 60. I'm out. And then three years later, it's at an all time high. Two years later. Like, I'm not telling you like what to do with your money because you're ultimately an adult. But history is there as an example on some levels. Um, I don't know. This this is a tough thing to talk about other people's money and what you should do. Should you be fearful and greedy? Um, I didn't sell my children and get into the market at a uh, March 13th, Friday the 13th low. I didn't do it. I wasn't greedy like, well, I'll, I'll buy you back one day, son. But then again, I also wasn't fearful and sold my portfolio and sold my children for just in case I need food money. Sorry, Chad. You're better off with him. He'll be a better daddy to you. I never get greedy. I never get fearful. Um, so I kind of missed a, a couple hell of good trades. But I'm okay with that. I think I did a little bit of tinkering that I feel really comfortable with. And I did a little bit of tinkering last year at the end of the year. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. You know the things that I really hate are when you see someone like Mayim Balik says homeschooling prepared her to teach her sons during the pandemic, but wants parents to know this is not natural. And I'm like, who's Mayim Balik? Oh, yeah, yeah. Wasn't she Punky Brewster? <laughs> yes. I hate it when celebrities give advice. Um, but that's just me. And you can tell that I'm tightly wound, right? 800-516-1220. Talking about living in good times. I saw yesterday that AMD's new processor, they've got a budget processor out, a CPU, something you can build a computer with. It's now down to $100. That's a price point that 10, 15, 20, 30 years ago seemed unimaginable. Not a state-of-the-art, but compared to what was out there five years ago, this is state-of-the-art. It's a beautiful thing in when you look at the world that we're going to be able to put more and more powerful machines in people's hands because you wouldn't be able to do homeschooling in times of pandemic. You can't do schooling in Africa during a drought. There's real serious issues around the world where we need more computers in more people's hands, and I think we've learned that. But AMD has a Ryzen 3 3100. 
It's a hundred dollars. It's three point six gigahertz. It's got a boost in it up to three point nine, so it's fast. Very few people, other than gamers or people who are doing audio and video processing, um, CAD type of work, are ever going to need much faster. Four core, eight thread, sixty five watt uh, CPU. Hundred dollars. I'm a nerd, and I can tell you that that's a uh, pretty awesome. So this $100 chip is faster than Intel's core i7-7700K top-of-the-line processor three years ago. So if you don't see the productivity and the gains in the world and the quality of life that comes out of things like that, you're missing it. So I know that there's a pandemic going on. I know there's a problem going on, but um, I don't know. I mean, I'm just telling you that there are some positives out there. The markets are super positive today, but they're cooling off a little bit. We knew the first time unemployment claims were going to be bad, and they were 14.7%. This has turned out to be a week that we knew the unemployment claims were going to be bad. And interestingly enough, Trump kind of said, you know, I guess if governors want to open up, you can open up. And we're starting to see some states opening up. Even the mighty state of California announced some dates for stores to open up in middle of May. Um, I think ultimately that's a positive on economic data. Probably a little bit of a negative on health data. I don't know. I'm telling you what the market's telling us, and it's saying six months from now we like it. Because the Nasdaq's higher than it was two months ago, three months ago when this all started. Now, could it be a, a interesting that my producer wrote this line and I hate it. You know, a V-shaped recovery could become a W-shaped pretty quickly. And when you write letters with your children, you're like, this is the letter V. And if you wanted to make a W, you just do this. So, yeah, yeah, there's no doubt we're in a V-shaped stock market recovery. But could we dip again? I would love it if we did. Because, you know, I started the segment by saying, you know, hey, I'm not greedy. I'm not fearful. Next time we go down, I might say, I just saw it recently snap all the way up. It's like the 10 little piggies. And this little piggy went oh, wee, 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 all the way home. I, I might get a little bit greedy next time. Eh, probably not, but maybe. Tesla aims to restart a Fremont plant as soon as Friday. One of the things working in your favor, and I've, I've, I've breached this topic, I haven't pounded it, is psychologically people don't want to miss out on a recovery. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Goldman Sachs says companies switching to Zoom instead of business travel could hit oil demand by up to 3 million barrels a day. I think that's something that you could say long-term Zoom and pandemic is going to hurt business travel. Maybe won't destroy it. Maybe won't wipe it out. Maybe won't eradicate it. 9-11 was supposed to do it too. The CEO is never going to get a plane again. The terrorist might run it into a building. <laughs> now see, he'll never get a plane again. He might get a pandemic and die. But I kind of like the way global oil demand, it, it, it's a little less attractive today than it was six months ago for a long-term patient investor. You can find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. Have a great weekend. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.